Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, and Ryan Griffin, delivering the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's happening, free agency followers? I'm Matt Basson, along with Ryan Griffin. And again, it's a duo. This is the third or fourth week in a row. Supposed to be a trio. Dylan will join us eventually. This man picked a hell of a time to go see Spider-Man, I'm just saying. Uh, Paul's computer is under a pile of hoarder's rubble as he's moving from house to house. So, Ryan, it's you and I, and we got a ton of free agency to get into uh, but first, we have to at least at least acknowledge, with it being the 4th of July weekend, the craziness that is happening around Nike and this ridiculous shoe that apparently Colin Kaepernick had influence over in getting pulled from the shelves right before this was supposed to debut. The, the Air Max 1 Quick Strike 4th of July, featuring a logo of the original 13 Colonies flag, the Circle of Stars in Blue, along with the Red and White Stripes. And apparently Colin Kaepernick has this much influence over Nike as saying this old version of the flag represents an offensive symbol due to his connection to a time when slavery was legal. What? I mean, I, I, don't, I, understand, I don't understand what type of power he has in Nike where he can just tell them, like, don't do that over a shoe that they probably had planned for, I don't know how long shoe rollouts take. But you'd have to think they'd had it planned for at least like six to eight months. And then the week of, right. Kaepernick's like, you know what, guys? We're not doing that. Like, who? Not like the head of marketing. It's like an athlete that they represent. So I don't understand where where that influence comes from. But uh, you did send a picture of the shoe. And all in all, he did Nike a favor. Because <laughs> that shoe was hideous. Maybe that's the real reason they didn't release it. They looked at it and they were like, this is not our best work. But Well, and that's the thing is that Nike comes out later on. Their first st- statement was about uh, they didn't like it because it had an old feature of the flag. Like, you knew this for months, so no. And then later on saying, we regularly make business decisions to withdraw initiatives, products, and services. Nike made the decision to halt the distribution of this Air Max 1 based on concerns that it could unintentionally offend and detract from the nation's patriotic holiday. Look, they look like something from the early 90s tennis shoes with an old-ass flag on the back. Um, so they ain't exactly otherworldly, at least from the picture we got, which is just the back. Now, the sides might be amazing, but from the back, it's, uh, yeah, it's not It's not like they missed out on a, on a banger here. There are other red, white, and blue shoes that you can get that people do get all the time for these occasions. Uh, Jordan's got quite a few of them out there that's making Nike plenty of money for the 4th of July. I mean, for the for the tiki crowd, I don't think that this shoe would have offended anybody the tiki anyway. tiki crowd! But... <laughs> So it's like it's a weird thing to pull. I understand like where Kaepernick's coming from with it, but if you if they would have just released the shoe and nobody said like, hey, because back you know when they when they were colonies, the original thirteen colonies, they owned slaves or whatever, and it represented a time where you know there wasn't equal rights or anything like that. I don't think anybody would have thought about that when the shoe came out. You know what I mean? Or like it definitely wouldn't have been. 
really discussed. So it's, uh, it's uh, it just seems like it's kind of a weird move all around. I do wonder though that like, is there anybody with this shoe? Because if they had the pictures, I'm assuming the shoe actually exists somewhere, and some employee at whatever factory before you know <laughs> they have to ship them back. Do they just like take a pair and they go? sell them later on you know ebay or something that way they can get uh they can get i mean shit they probably become a collector's item at that point and then they're able to just sell them for you know not a million oh, yeah. dollars this is the kind of shoe you find you get a, on a ebay year's later. pay off of <laughs> selling some some tennis shoes yeah, I mean, it doesn't say if they actually already were shipped out and then recalled or if they were just dropped. Because, I mean, this story is dropping now. We don't know when the plan actually was for this, like, to happen as far as, like, the story's leaked now. But are you telling me Nike was dropping the shoes the day before the 4th of July for this plan to come out tomorrow? So, if so, I would think the stores already had the shoes. If this is something post-4th of July, I don't know if they'd have the shoes yet. And if the story's just leaking now for whatever reason when this decision was made however long ago to keep the shoes from ever even being released in the first place. You would think if they, if they regularly make these decisions to cancel shoes, they didn't ship them out yet. I would think if this is something that is, you know, they're that they've done plenty of times before and there's just no headlines for it because there's no former athlete making waves by doing something that he's been doing in different ways over the last so many years since he's, you know, even before he got knocked out of the NFL, but this practice has been done plenty of times, so I don't even know if the stores even had the shoes yet. I mean, that's an interesting point, too, because obviously the report came out today, but we don't know how long ago Kaepernick was like, hey, bad idea, and they were like, you know what? You're right, it is a bad idea. Like, he could have said that months ago, and then just now people are like, there's supposed it's, it's, to be a shoe and there's not. Or it could be a thing where they're in the stores and they were planning to release them tomorrow or whatever, and he was like, hey, let's not do that. Okay, so you've watched plenty of stories involving this former quarterback, yes? Yeah. On ESPN and other places, NFL Network, whatever, mm. Washington Games. Heard his name spoken plenty of times, yeah? Yep, CNN, Fox News. Okay, so is it an on-purpose thing, like me refusing to call Thanos Thanos, that you call him Kaepernick instead of Kaepernick? No, I just don't think I know. <laughs> I, hear, <laughs> I hear it both ways all the time. You hear it both so, ways all the time? Crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard... Anything but Kaepernick. Hmm. Uh, I hear Kaepernick a lot. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Well, whenever whenever the, well, the first one of us to meet him, make sure we ask what his last name is actually pronounced. Got you. And does this mean that <laughs> he saw the shoes in person? And that's or they mean, like sent him a photo it, and they were just like, hey, by chance, what do you think of these? Like, it's like <laughs> you know, you would think that they have like athletic consultants obviously on their own shoes they do i'm sure lebron has plenty of conversations about his shoe kobe and his shoes mj etc but you know other athletes have been involved with nike who don't have their own shoe line you know carmelo yeah, but, these, but these aren't his Jordans. shoes right knows what i'm wondering is you know is he still even though they don't have it as his shoes or anything they obviously made a big statement with them with that commercial they came out um so he's obviously involved with nike is he on some sort of like athletic consultant review board where they're looking at shoes to be released and giving their opinions on them or something. Is this but how does he get people, involved with this shoe? Is this going to make people boycott Nike again? Yeah, right. That didn't work out so well last time. No one really, I mean, their their numbers were a little ridiculous. Are they going to buy the shoes to burn them? <laughs> videotape themselves throwing them away? Hey, like Easy e said, they can do whatever they want with them. They bought them, mothers. <laughs> this... <laughs> 
Like the the whole thing's like it's just a weird story of how everything it, it came together. And I it's a like weird it, story. It's a weird timing. Like if it just happened, it doesn't make sense for it to have just happened because you think these shoes would have been out prior to Fourth of July, so they could use the Fourth of July as a marketing campaign for why you should buy these shoes. Now maybe they just don't give a damn about the time and selling stuff with American stuff on it is generally pretty well. Uh, received in this country as is, especially in the shoe line. So they could have just been like, you know, we're going to have these out in the summertime. It doesn't have to be actually for the 4th of July. So I, th- that's, that's what I want to find out is when was this knowledge actually made of like this happening and then when versus when this story was released to us. The timing doesn't make sense to me with the 4th of July right around the corner. Like, are you having the shoes done on the 4th of July. That's when they're coming out and they're in foot lockers and, you know, foot actions and champs and everything on the 4th. Are those stores open on the 4th? A lot of stores are closed on the 4th. Right, you should go into the mall tomorrow and ask them for the, uh, <laughs> the American Revolution Air Maxes. I'm going to see, see ask for the say. details. They're like, yo, did y'all get these shoes? Are they in the back? How much you want for a pair? Right, you can find somebody in a striped shirt willing to give you some, uh, <laughs> well, they'd, they'd mm-hmm. take a bribe. I got 300 cash right now. You give me a pair. I don't care what size. I ain't going to wear them. I'm going to sell them 10 <laughs> years from now on eBay <laughs> or StockX. Oh, StockX I can get great. some cheese on StockX. StockX is great because they had the shoes, but I bought uh, my Rashid Wallace shoes on there, mm-hmm. and they're, they look sweet, but they were supposed to come with a gold, like, champion, like, so this is basically like a gold chain, mm-hmm. uh, but the charm on it, if you will, was the NBA was the Larry O'Brien Trophy from okay. when the Pistons won in 04. Yep, yep. and it and it came with everything except that trophy. Oh no! It's like that was that was one of the one of the very top reasons I bought the shoe. I was pissed. Did you reach they're out to them because they had the shoes? I did, and they were like, "Well, send us a picture with it." <laughs> but they're not like they, I don't think they have just a chain. I mean, and what the hell is a picture going to do if you can take the chain off? Is it one of the, like those ones where like right. it's like that weird little like circular clip into like an oval shaped thing? Yeah, so it's uh no, so like it's a chain that you can take off. Um, but it's a chain and it's with and it was circled into the yeah one of the shoelace holes right at the top or something. Yeah, right? on the yeah the shoelace holes at the top where you normally yeah. don't yeah yeah you normally don't lace them. But I mean, you could just pop that shit off and say, hey, I never received it. Like that, what is you taking mm-hmm. a picture of it going to do? I don't know. And like, why would you well, lie about a picture that? of like, it with the like the StockX certified? Ah, uh, saying that it came with the shit. That you got the shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, the yeah, like, I'm just uh, window shopped. On all there. clearly had it. <laughs> I haven't. Well, they're the only place with the shoes. So like, I I couldn't find them for a long time. I asked for them for Christmas, and mm-hmm. all my family was like, "Well, we tried to find them and we couldn't." So I went on StockX and tried to find them. And they didn't have my size, and then there's a thing where it's like, hey, if these come in my size, like, order them no matter what. Right. You know what I mean? So, I did that, and I think you set a price, too. So, I set a price, and they got them, and then one day I got an email, like, your order is shipped. And I was like, what? And I looked. I was like, oh, hell yeah. So, I was all excited, and then they came, and they didn't have my little uh, my little Larry O'Brien chain. That's weak. I was like, man. <laughs> like, this is sweet. I haven't been able to wear them, though, because Michigan weather sucks. Mm-hmm. And I was—I don't want to get them dirty. Them that's the—that's the worst part about buying shoes in the winter. Uh huh. Can't show man, them off. You, Not unless people coming no, over. Gotta, <laughs> hey, bro, you got to wait four months to put them on. To yep. even think about putting them on. Mm-hmm. 
I just have my own underwear. underwear. I got these. So, like, one of the things I did when I hit, like, mid-20s and was actually making money was I went back and bought a whole gang of shoes that I wanted as a kid but couldn't have. And one of those on that <laughs> list was the was the Reebok pumps. Like, the original cool, like, re, like big-ass Reebok pumps, high tops. And I got two pair, one in the red, black, and white, and then one in, like, this, like, off-white with blue. So, the laces are blue, the pump in it is blue, and the rest of it, and, like, the little side things are blue, but the rest of it is off-white. And had all the limited edition crap on the back and all that. Anyway, I've had these since 2004. Both these pairs of shoes. And my girl is not a fan of a lot of my shoes. So she's made me throw out some of my shoes. Which I'm not happy about. But it is what it is. And I've held on to these ones. But I noticed that there's holes being formed in the bottom of them. Both of them. Like right under like the balls of your feet. Right there. I gotta get rid of them. And I thought I had a replacement lined up on Poshmark. <laughs> And then I wasn't hearing anything after I ordered them. And I reached out to the dude. And he's like, oh, man, I put this up for sale like a year ago. Completely forgot about it and gave him to someone. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought I was golden. Nope. So I'm about to lose one of my... Because these are comfy as hell. Just for, like, any kind of walking. You don't care what you're walking in. They're already dirty. Like, just comfy as all hell shoes. These were the king of them. And my girl hated him, so she's happy as a pig in shit right now that I got to get rid of him. <laughs> Next topic, NBA free agency. Tons of players with shoes moving around. Yeah, right? This this is like the summer of LeBron, and then it was, was it the summer before LeBron or after LeBron where everyone was spending all that money because they it had it after, and they didn't they... get him? Yeah, because so it was 2016 because everyone thought the cap was going to go up. It was going to keep going mm-hmm. up, and the cap did not keep going up. So then you had guys like Mozgov, Batum got paid. Um, I think I think that was the Otto Porter Jr. contract year two. Uh, but, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of guys got 15 to $18 million a well, year. Well, no, there was the other one. There that, was the, the, the year that the Pistons decided to spend all their money on Ben Gordon and Charlie Villalueva. Well, there I think was, that was the LeBron year. Was that actually the LeBron year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we everyone were, had we all this to go, money. Because <laughs> we were going for LeBron. He just didn't want to talk to us. Uh, yeah. But we Shocker. Were, we were going for LeBron. Um, a lot of people thought that we were going to get Carlos Boozer, too, but we just had a ton of cap space. But no, well, it was 2016 where, every, where all those guys got, like, stupid paid. Because everyone thought the cap was going to keep going up and, you know, it'd be a bargain contract in two years, and it did not happen like that. I'm sorry, you can't touch free agency when it comes to the NBA, any other sport. I don't care who it is. You aren't getting what we got this year. Like, before it even technically went underway, it was still a few hours away. But, like, all these things were known. Kevin Durant, gone. Bye-bye champs. Going to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving knew he was gone. He's going to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is looking stacked for two years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Because... KD ain't playing next year, and I don't know what they're going to do with the roster they have. I mean, might be a second-round team, but two years from now, though, when KD's back, we're going to see something special. Kemba Walker, on to Boston. I'm pissed, real pissed. Ryan, I wanted him. You know I've wanted him. I've wanted him since 2011. Like, <laughs> we and we need shooting. We need scoring. Like, uh, I'm just not happy that Kemba Walker went. I, I hate the Celtics. I absolutely hate the Celtics. So this hurts like a lot, <laughs> a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah, this was uh, this was on the rumors that me and Dylan touched on 
last week, mm-hmm. and I guess I make the same point again, is they basically got Kyrie Irving light, who does all the things that Kyrie Irving does, just not quite as well. But he might be easier for the young guys to play with. So well, there's one thing he does be better by subtraction. But they got like they, they essentially got the same player, just lesser all around. Right, except for the fact that he can stay on the floor. This man has been a hell of a lot healthier throughout his career than Kyrie has been through his career. Hey, Kyrie's still better though. <laughs> by like, by like, kind of a lot too. I mean, I look, Kyrie at his at his peak, Kyrie. absolutely. We haven't seen Kyrie at his peak in a while, though. I mean, he's I mean, better really? last year. He's all NBA. <laughs> no, I mean this past, but this past year, like that was great for him. But like, what did it do for the team? Like it was. Like, this was such a dysfunctional year. The entire year, we didn't, like, maybe you did. But Paul and I, like, I didn't know how to feel about him. I thought they should be riding their way to an Eastern Conference championship with the talent they had. And then they started playing like crap. And I was like, all right, maybe they ain't going to, you know, figure it out. And then they figured it out in the first round against Indy without Oladipo. So that doesn't say much. And then they thumped, (laughs) thumped Milwaukee in game one. And were on their way in game two. And then everything just went to shit. So in the end, it was just a shit show for that team but yeah overall you know spot for spot yeah Kyrie's a better player there's a reason he went number one and Kemba went nine right number nine yeah because we had a shot at him at eight and used it on a waste anyway D'Lo is a warrior for now everything I'm reading is saying that his ass is going to be shipped on to somewhere else Al Horford got paid by Philly that one surprised me because Horford ain't a ain't a spring chicken like, this fool's been in the league for a while now. And you gave him four years, $109 million. And they did. So, it's, I think, like, 97 is guaranteed. And then for the last year, that $12 million is, I don't know if it's an option or if it's incentives or bonuses or something. But is there's 97 guaranteed. So, I think that helps with their with their cap a little bit. Which helps them obviously keep guys like Tobias Harris, but mm-hmm. I mean a lot of the reasons why you're seeing these contracts for, and then even a guy like you know Chris Middleton or whatever, uh, getting the max yeah. is because these teams are are going for it because you don't have you know unless Kawhi goes to the Lakers, you don't really have that quote unquote super team anymore. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of teams who are really good who do who are probably the best at, like, something. Like, one team will have the best talent, the other team will have the best player or whatever. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be in the mix. And you just kind of want to be in that mix and shoot your gap probably for the next one, two, or three years. And then by the time, you know, a super – or just whatever forms in the East. And then, you know, in three years, Middleton's contract is a bad contract. But if the Bucks get a title out of it, I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody really cares. You know no, I mean? right? So same no, choose- thing with uh didn't someone just signed Brogdon, someone out west? Or Brogdon or Brogdon went to Indy. Yeah, Brogdon went to Indy. And, and even the Pacers are trying to get in the mix. They made it seemed like they made a lot of moves. Obviously Brogdon's the the big one. But uh, they're getting Oladipo Depot back and they feel you know what I mean? They feel like they probably have just as good of a chance as anybody out east, just like Philly getting Horford, um, paying Tobias being able to get something for Jimmy Butler instead of just letting instead of just letting him walk away free. 
So, um, I mean, even the Warriors too. But, yeah, D'Angelo is probably gone by, it sounds like, by the trade deadline. Instead of uh, instead of dealing him before like before the season, mm-hmm. it's not, it sounds like they're able to or they're going to wait until the trade deadline and see uh, what the market is for him because he's still you know twenty two years old, point guard shooting guard combo. Yeah, he's gotten just better coming off an all star year and who you know figures to be, it, he'll be playing. Well, I mean, and Clay won't be back, so he'll be the the second option or the second scoring option on Golden State. This has just been a nuts, nuts time period. But five NBA teams have given away their biggest contracts ever. You know, Middleton with the mm-hmm. Bucks for 178. The the Sixers throwing 180 mil at Tobias Harris, which you know we all loved. I loved him as a Piston. I I wish he never left. Um, but I'm happy for the man getting really getting paid. And then they gave 170 to Simmons. So they gave out $350 million mm-hmm. over the course of, what, the next 10 years or something to two of their guys. And meanwhile, with all this craziness going on and all these teams making big moves, Utah made some big moves. They're making a push out west. Uh, you've got, in my mind, the most overrated franchise in all of sports, the New York Knicks, who ride their two titles from the early 70s to th- – somehow forced their way into conversations with the Celtics and the Lakers or the Bulls Spurs. And they did in my mind, you, you might see it differently and please don't you do, but in my mind, they did nothing. So, well, I mean, they tried the, the next big free agency class is going to be 2021. So they tried to set themselves up for that. A lot of the deals that they did get done are two, three year deals where they figure they can shed cap and then make another run at whoever is available in 2021 um, to uh, jumpstart their rebuild that they've been trying to get going for, you know, 50 years. But uh, the the contracts that they gave out, I guess, weren't so bad because they didn't give anyone, you know, five years and a lot of money to, like, hogtie themselves like that. But, like I said, the what contracts they that they did give... Um, Taj get. Did he get twenty know, per only, year or twenty total? I think he got twenty total, but I think it's only it like a two year two year deal. deal. Yeah, two for twenty. So that's okay. I think Bobby Portis. Yeah, you're is right. He, uh, another like two years or something. Um, yeah, Julius so Randle was only not, a three year. Yeah, Randle was three, but Randle's someone that you know there's. Randall's someone that I think they think, hey, we can keep him like after the three years. Mm-hmm. I don't expect they want Bobby Portis or Taj Gibson after the next three years. But they you know a lot of their other signings were veterans just to help out the young guys that they have there now. Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Um, they, didn't they trade away Alonzo Trier? Did they trade away Trier? I didn't. I didn't see his name on the list, but I'm not. But I might have missed it. For the new, oh, yeah, still for the New York Knicks. I yeah. don't know why I thought they traded him for someone. I mean, he, uh, he made so some good strides last Knox. year. And then you get uh, you get some veterans in there to help, you know, curve them into, you know, just them into winning. Like, they're not going to do a lot of winning because mm-hmm. their team's not that good. But you can teach them at least winning habits. And then by the time those veterans are, are gone, you have a big new free agent class 
you know, the Knicks, hopefully they can, hopefully they get some luck in the lottery. Um, you know, still have RJ Barrett, another young guy. So there's some young pieces there. And now it's just kind of about getting them the right, the right leadership. Even if they're not going to be good now, it should help them moving forward. I got a question for you. Try again. There's a lot of names, a lot of names in this list. And one of the early names that we saw was JJ Redick signing a two-year deal with New Orleans. Yeah. Just under 27 mil. Great get. A great get by the Pelicans, first of all. Let me start with that. But I'm really surprised that this is where J.J. Redick went. In the league that it is now, where shooting is such a premium, to go to a team that wasn't right there, you know, that wasn't right on the cusp of a championship, a Houston, a, uh, you know, maybe even the Warriors throwing that money around, Toronto trying to bring in another shooter, Milwaukee, something like that. Like, all of these teams that, that need shooting and were right there, I'm really surprised that this is where J.J. Redick went. I would love to know the offers the, that were out there for him, for him to choose New Orleans at two years, 26 and a half mil. It seems like a lot of the a lot of the money offers, at least, were um, around the same as what he was getting because that was one of the reports I was reading was the money was right. But I guess he has friends, or at least or like a relationship with someone in their front office. Oh, I mean, office, it's, it's like an entire Blue Devil team. Front office. But New Orleans is stacked then, with Duke players. And then, like the other thing is his role. He's going to have a huge role on. Well, but, but hang on. There's still Drew Holiday. You can have Drew Holiday play the three. Or you have two. Drew play the three? You try it. Why not? I mean, so you're looking at a Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, Drew Holiday, Zion Brandon, Ingram, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson at the five? Oh, you bring... I mean, they still have Jaleel Okafor, I think. They didn't, they didn't get rid yeah, of Okafor, they still, did they? they? No, they still do have Okafor. I mean, he, and that's huge, because this fool has been turning his career around. It's been quiet. But when when AD was out for a while, and then it was just half games, but when he was out, out, I picked up Jaleel Okafor in fantasy, and he did wonderful for me. Got me all the way to, what did I get? Third place? Second place? What did I get? Second place, right? You whipped my ass in the championship? No, I uh no Don Don beat you I think, cause yeah cause Don beat me. So what I get third place. No Don or fourth place. Don Don beat me the week before the championship. Oh, I think he I got made second the place. Okay, yeah. Well, he was a huge part of that, regardless how far it went. But Jill Okafor <laughs> was huge. He turned his like so. If you have him there as well. Like New Orleans is an entertaining team to watch for next year. Like, they're going to be a lot of fun, I think, to watch play basketball. Yeah, I'm hype about the Pelicans. But the thing, I don't know how big of a how big of a, a part Okafor is of their future. Well, so I mean, they I need big men. They, you know, I mean, Zion's they might not going to be your There's no way. But it seems like you could even, if you wanted, like put you put Ingram at the four, and then you don't really like have a quote-unquote center, but you sort of do. Like Golden State when uh, when Draymond starts at the five, but mm-hmm. he's not really a center. He's just a, like a five, if that makes sense. So well, right. No, and then and that's the case. Then who's coming off the bench? Drew Holiday or JJ Redick? Yeah, maybe because we've seen JJ come off the bench before. 
They, they might. I mean, they might pull Okafor off the bench, or they might pull JJ off the bench. But well, they might pull Ingram get, off the he's bench. St- he still might get more minutes than any other starters. Right. I don't know if they pull Ingram I mean, off the bench because I think I think Ingram would be pretty pissed coming off the bench. Well, Ingram's still coming back from injury, so they don't know what they got with him yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Ingram comes off the bench. I think they're asking for asking for locker room trouble if you start if you bring Brandon Ingram off the bench from Jump Street. But I don't know. They put Okafor off the bench, and maybe they bring JJ off the bench. But like I said, maybe he's in so much that it doesn't matter. You know, he'll still get. 30 minutes right and this is what i'm saying was so surprising about me is that it's not only the fact that the pelicans are a big question mark as a team in general uh but the fact that the position was already in my mind filled by their leader you know that their gm came out and said you know let me make this one thing clear this is not zion williamson's team this is drew holiday's team so you're not going to tell me you're going to say that and then make him come off the bench like that makes no damn sense to me (laughs) I don't think Drew Holiday comes off the bench. Right. My so guess now you're would, either going small and might starting be both him and Reddick, or you've had Reddick come in now and he's coming off the bench, and you're paying him 26 okay. and a half mil to do it. Play, you know, Reddick still play 29 minutes or whatever, Ingram but he's coming the off the bench. Ingram at the Zion at the five? Or put Ingram at the five? Just because he's so long? I don't know. That one, to me, was just, I mean, I was happy for New Orleans, but that was a head-scratcher when I first saw it. I was like, really? I, I really thought in the way today's NBA is, that J.J. Redick would be on one of the teams that I mentioned, one of the teams that's right there to winning a championship. I told you, though, there's a there's a, a big chance that Philly loses two of those guys, and they did. Yep. Between J.J. Lost and, J.J. and, and lost J.B. Big Jimmy. Big Jimmy, the man who said he'd Bias. never, you'll never catch him wearing a Miami Heat jersey. They got that on print. That's like, what an oddly Magazines, specific. I know, well, right? <laughs> Like what a random as in like like I would say something like you'd never catch me in a 1970s Houston Astro jersey because that shit was hideous in my mind. I'm like you won't, but like to say just a flat out just like a team in general and you are going to be an NBA player so you have no idea where who first of all where you get drafted where you end up and now guess what you wearing a Miami Heat jersey? Yeah, that's because <laughs> like, again it's just so weirdly specific to say. This is so great the universe, because the universe said, "Oh, you thought." Yeah, pretty much. But like this league, like it's a complete wipe the slate clean. Everything that's happened um, from LeBron's years, as far as Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland, you know, and then Golden State's years of five straight championship, you know, appearances. Like it's just all of a sudden now it's just wipe the slate clean because. All of a sudden, all these different teams got all these different players, and we have no idea whatsoever what's going to pan out next year. The Warriors lost KD. Clay's going to work his way back from injury. He signed a five-year, $190 million deal to stay a Warrior. Good for him. Andre Iguodala, big key piece of that team, gone. Right now, Memphis. Rumors are LA eventually. Like Toronto, don't know. We still don't know what's happening with Kawhi. He's actually taking his time, which is fantastic because it's making us all just sit and wait. After even with all the craziness we've had, to still have, <laughs> still have hope, one major star out there that we're waiting for. Uh, it's just a complete wipe the slate clean of the NBA, and we have no idea what to expect next year. And one of the major reasons why this game is my favorite game to watch. I love I love free agency almost more than any other time of the year. It's so entertaining for the NBA because I love so I love like even the small signings like Willie Cauley Stein going to the Warriors. The play yep. that JaVale McGee role. 
Like Javel McGee. Well, you've been a Willie Cauley Stein Golden fan State. since the jump. I know, but so like players like him, when you put him on Golden State, like when Javale was on Golden State, he mm-hmm. gave them like the best minutes of his career. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have obviously the best stats, but every time he was on the floor, he made an impact just because of the way he played and the things that they allowed him to do, and things that they needed him to do were everything that he was good at, and they didn't ask him to do literally anything more than that. So there were games where JaVale McGee would come in and wreak havoc. For oh, yeah. Eight, you saw eight numbers out of JaVale McGee that bench. you expected when he came into the league and never really lived up to. And that's one of the like things five that... Five minutes played, eight points, three blocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, what? That's one of the things with me that, you know, everyone gives <laughs> Kevin Durant so much flack. Oh, he joined a 73-win team. Well, to me, I saw it... For me, what I saw what it was was... The man wasn't having fun playing basketball. And name me a team out there that looked like they were having more fun playing basketball than the Golden State Warriors. You couldn't. They were the most fun playing basketball. So it made sense to me why he wanted to go there and have fun playing the game he loves. And you've seen it with so many of these players that just had phenomenal years as far as their career numbers go playing with the Golden State Warriors over this five-year run. It's because of the way they play, the way they share the ball, the way they have fun playing. And JaVale McGee took great advantage of that. Sean Livingston took great advantage of that. Andre Godala took great advantage of that. Draymond Green has turned himself into a perennial all-star to take advantage of that this is a guy that you know we had no idea what to expect coming out of msu you know going into the league what kind of impact he'd be. he was too small to play power forward wasn't that great of a shooter and the man is a you know averaging damn near a triple double every night and so that's all a byproduct of the way the warriors play basketball you get the best out of these guys in a way that no other team has done it over this over this five-year run with steve kerr at least yeah they got this seems I saw a tweet the other day as far as Golden State's concerned, and it was like their youth movement. The only player that is on their roster and is over 30 is Steph, and he's 31. But everyone else is under that mark. What's Clay? So 29 any, right now? I think he's 28. Is he, uh, was yeah, he 28, 29. Oh, no, never mind. All right, never mind. I'm thinking the draft, not age coming into draft. <laughs> <laughs> but – so they got oh, the only one player over 30, and obviously KD was over 30, and he left. And then they traded away Iggy. Who's like 35. Um, right, and then with the news that they're probably trading D'Angelo at the trade deadline, this is a team that, and I don't think we see this a lot in the NBA because a lot of the time you get paid for like what you did in the past, a la like, you know, Kobe with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Is they're trying to get out ahead of it they're trying to do what you can kind of see nfl teams do now where you want to pay guys for the future you're not going to pay someone you know kelly johnson or whoever you're not going to pay him for what he already did if this dude's 31 32 years old they're trying to get ahead of it and build for their future a little more uh cold than i think you'd see a lot of nba teams do in the past where you know a lot operated just on you know that loyalty itself uh, you know, even a guy like Dirk in Dallas, and not that Dirk ever asked for, like, max money, but if he wanted max money, it's something that, you know, Dallas wouldn't have said no to. Dirk just wanted to try and build a team around him. But it's it's contracts like that that, you know, end up crippling teams because you don't want to say no to this legend that was on your team, but at the same time, you know that's not going to help you at all pretty much from the day that they signed the contract. So you're saying that my Lakers made a 
miserable business decision by paying Kobe Bryant fifty million dollars over his final two years? Well, well, it was a great business decision because he got people in the seats, and they were still selling Kobe jerseys. But it was a just bad basketball decision. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, so I'm hearing I'm hearing some excess noise. We've heard it for a few minutes now. Uh, does that mean that our third chairman of the board is here now, Dylan He's- Bear? Are you here he with us He swung now? on in. Boom. <laughs> it is I, Spooderman. Yes, I have come back from being <laughs> far from my home. Some would say as far as Europe, but uh, fantastic film. Go see it. End credits. First one. Oh, my God. I hate that I can't talk right now about it because Jesus Christ, it's amazing. But anyways, anyways, we were talking about a different universe an nba universe we're talking about golden state golden state oh man they are they are just apples after my own eye because what is the thing i always talk about when it comes to teams is they are supremely loyal to a fault to players and what golden state did to andre is brutal it is mean-spirited it is capital capitalistic as hell and it's exactly what they needed what Golden State has done is future-proof any quote-unquote fall they will receive. As you had pointed out, both of you had, they are all very young. They're also a shooting-oriented team in the guys that are older, which always ages much better than pure athleticism. Willie Cauley-Stein is an awesome player who is in a bad situation. Great mm-hmm. ad on their part. Also, adding a chip with D'Angelo Russell where if he works, yeet awesome keep him but if you don't it's still a piece that you can send off in the middle of the season in the trade deadline well it sounds like it's their plan to send him off before the season right now that's from no, it sounds like he's at the deadline yeah i don't i don't think that's possible if i'm mis- if i'm not mistaken because they already shipped uh, already traded or something like that no 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 uh wait they must they did some i read some language somewhere that stated so they, have they to wait can't until the season starts. They have to the trade deadline. Yeah, that's what that's okay. what it looks like. So, and that's good for two reasons because you can see if it's even something to explore. Why not try it? It's not going to hurt them at all to do so. They will still get whatever haul they were going to get now for him, and they can see if that piece works within the dynamic of their team. And ship his ass out when Clay comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Point being, I think what Golden State did is brilliant. I don't. I mean, they're gonna. You're gonna see a dip. They're not gonna be very competitive. I don't think they very well could. But if they don't, you're gonna see a bit of a dip. And then, very much in the same vein as the Lakers, right around that time when Steph is at the apex of his career, and this is the twilight time, you're gonna see them bounce again. Or say in about 2023, 24, somewhere around there when they get the young pieces up, they moved around, whatever they did. But regardless, point being, Golden State, perfectly run organization. This is exactly what championship teams do to make sure that they're relevant instead of holding on to the past. Okay. Well, they, were able, they were able to keep Looney for the cheap, cheap, too. Yeah. Right. And forgot, there's still a name that. out Five there million? that... There's been apparently no discussion on no market for, that's true. and that's Boogie. Now, if Boogie decides to stay, you've still got a pretty potent lineup at Golden State in a West that is just 
completely being shaken up. No one knows what's happening with Houston. You know, we're still waiting to oh, see if LA gets a third piece. They suck. I know. Um, I mean, I mean Houston's know. staying pet, which is probably the best move for them. Yeah. You figure if the Warriors are a little bit weaker, at least the year, obviously agree. not, obviously not this year, uh, but the year before where they had, where they were up 3-2 and lost Chris Paul. They probably make the finals that year, but I mean, now with everyone else being weaker, you just run it back and hope to God what you've been doing works. So you and don't believe might, the stories still about wanna... CP3 and Harden? I mean, no, you can fight and still win. That won't happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, Kobe and Shaq proved that. But they're <laughs> they're one of the best. They're still one of the best teams out west. Uh, you know, retaining everybody. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I disagree what? wholeheartedly. I think that the Rocky Mountains are going to be fighting over over who's going to be winning the West this year. Okay, well, Dylan, let me ask you one because Ryan and I were discussing this earlier. But I said the biggest head scratcher that I saw was JJ Redick going to New Orleans because no, it was really totally early. Sense. Totally but hang on, it was really early in the free agency. Like as far as even that was concerned, it was one of the one of the first, I think, five or six names you heard yeah, right. on a team that you don't know what you're getting. It's a giant question mark of a team. They have a starting shooting guard in Drew Holiday. And in a shooter's league right now with the teams that are right near the top needing more shooting, he didn't go to any of those. He went to a team with a giant question mark hanging over them. So I'm going to tell you right now that it's going to be accused of being reactionary or, or what have you, but New Orleans and specifically David Griffin should be receiving the NBA Executive of the Year Award now. I (laughs) am, oh man, I could talk for days on this team. The sheer brilliance of what they did, it's impeccable. To be able to get rid of Anthony Davis and be, without a doubt, a better team. And also being a supremely young and really good team. There is a very good argument that New Orleans will be contending for a playoff spot. And when it comes to Reddick's side of things, well, why would he do that? Only thing I can think of is that, number one, David Griffin is a witch and is able to brew up whatever sales pitch he wants to, you know, uh, Gordon Gecko style, to get well, This is him the good over. way of the witch, not the Matt Painter mm-hmm. way of the witch. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, somebody was listening. <laughs> But yes, it's something of that sort where it was just a great sales pitch. But being on the... There's something to be said about being in a startup at the beginning. And I think that what New Orleans has built is truly something substantial. So much better in every facet than anything they tried under Anthony Davis. They made an unwinnable situation winnable. And that's something that in the NBA is continuing to be really prominent. And it's why I was always of the opinion Detroit needs to do the same thing. Get rid of Andre, get rid of Blake, like do the hard reset because it looks hard. But here's the thing. Indiana and Utah and um, uh, and New Orleans have all pressed the reset and been objectively better and also have made much bigger progress. If you look at Indiana starting five now, post Paul George, they are much better off than they could have been. Utah, same thing with Gordon Hayward, and they didn't necessarily trade him, but they were able to reset very well, and New Orleans, same thing with Anthony Davis. I don't really get, like, 
what it is all these teams keep doing so supremely well, but it's it's a really cool thing to see in New Orleans is doing it in spades. I'm amped for that team. All right, they, question. they all keep having superstars that don't want to play for their teams anymore. I got a question for you because it looks like it works out. Is there a chance we would ever see the Duke Five playing at the same time for New Orleans? It's Brandon Ingram, Frank Jackson, J.J. Redick, Jalil Okafor, and Zion Williamson. I mean, they'll get floor time together just for lols. No, no, no. I mean all five. You start Frank Jackson at point guard. <laughs> I mean, you're not starting Frank yeah, Jackson at point guard. Start Frank that's Jackson at point guard. You have JJ at sm- at uh, at the two. Is he even the backup? <laughs> Is he like the third? Oh God, no. He's got to be. He's got to be at least the third. Who? I would think. Oh, I mean Jackson. Yeah, for Frank point Jackson. guard. I mean, it's, it's well, Lonzo. Lonzo. But yeah, that's me. the long shot. I, I know Lonzo's starting. I'm just saying who's. I mean, they the have way, Drew Holiday listed as a point guard, but he's. I mean, they might still be looking. So you could for have him as a, to, as a small uh, shooting guard. I don't know. They might still be looking for people to take that backup point guard spot because they still got cap space. They're like the one team left. Yeah. That has but cap space. They got our boy Stanley Johnson. If you just see all. Well, of no, his, yeah, Stanley Johnson's no, a free agent. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, that's right. He's gonna be out the league. Shocker. He's going to the Lakers. But just all of this, it's, like it's their not roster, top just, to bottom, just yes. looks so good right now. I'm just, I'm in awe. That's all. I, I mean, it's awesome because they're going to no, be I, such a watchable team. I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch. I, I They will be very much, I think, similar to the Phoenix Suns. And I think it was like 2014, 2015, that year where they won 43 games and still missed the playoffs. You remember that? Was that the year Booker dropped 70? Uh, no. No, that was back when they were <laughs> decent, and that was back when Hornacek <laughs> was seen as a good coach. That's yeah, actually uh, that's what got him the got him the Knicks job, I believe. Well, the Knicks need everyone to take a new job because what they do uh, ain't working. I don't it's want to talk right now. See, we we'll, we will avoid talking about that because that makes me sad. And the the well, the one team that you don't want to model yourself after is the Phoenix Suns. No. <laughs> Not as of late. Maybe the early Phoenix Suns of 2000. That was a fun team to watch and could model after. Mm. That team would work mm. so well in today's NBA. Ooh. That running gun team that Phoenix had with Steve Nash at the helm when Amari Stoudemire was Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Phoenix, it's Phoenix did get a. They did get Ricky Rubio though. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and the price tag was absurd. <laughs> it's uh, yep, 17 a year. My God. What are they doing? All right. Well, the big splash in our hometown is a Rose with we don't know how many thorns left in his game coming to us for two years at 15 mil. It's a nice price tag. Have fun with my scraps, bro. (laughs) That's a beautiful price tag, especially seeing what other guys are getting paid. Mm Mm-hmm. The Pistons are going for the all-injury team. I love it. Well, I mean, you know, Rose had a nice resurgence in Minnesota this past year. For a year. month, and he played 51 games. Relax. Hey, that's like the most of his career since like 2009. I know. If you play 50 games, you can't be trusted. Word to Lori Markman. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Bulls, Dylan, any big splashes for your squad? Well, they signed Thaddeus. Any bragging rights? Well, they signed Thaddeus Young, which, woo. woo, woo. His, his price tag isn't atrocious, and him being around. Wendell Carter is going to learn a few things from him. That's what's going to matter the most. Uh, also, re-signing my mans, 
Archie, Ryan Archie Diacono, best last name in all of sports. They got him back for three years at nine mil um, total. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty price big price. That's a pretty big price tag for Steady. <laughs> I just looked at it. Jesus. Uh, they also traded for uh, Thomas Sadoransky and were able to retain yeah. Archie Diacono. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good ad. Um, they are. What about tr- Luke Cornett? Huh. No, Sadoransky's the one. I like that. Sadoransky's a good ad for that. For three, uh, three years, six. thirty mil. Yeah, he's pretty good. Also, one other thing is that the uh, Bulls are desperately trying to get rid of Chris Dunn. Oh man, didn't who, they already wave him? Who, who said that? No, I don't think so. Not yet. Not that I'm. I mean, that's like you it. saying they're trying to get rid of Denzel Valentine. This is not a shocker to people. Yeah, well. And uh, one thing that did bum me that the Bulls did lose is they lost a really good locker room guy. Robin Lopez is going to be playing with his brother in Milwaukee. That's a ri- first time since Stanford. That's right. He is a he's nothing special on offense at all, and defensively he's pretty solid. It's more that he's just such a good guy to be in the locker room, much like Vince Carter now. You know, like I I I'm bummed. Like I'm happy because he'll be on a contender, but. I also am bummed out for the young guys to not have him there. But I, we couldn't pay him that much, well, how much they were going to be doing. So, no thanks. But that's really the big thing that happens. I'm good. I'm happy to see what Sadoransky's going to do. Another year for these guys. Thaddeus Young is going to take that veteran role from Robin Lopez and be a little better offensively. So we will see. This is probably still a thirty well, to thirty. Way better offensively than we'll we'll be looking at about a thirty to thirty-eight win team. Probably would be my guess. I want to see progress from the young front court. That's what I care about. To get Wendell Carter to actually start playing some good minutes, get into grow into his body a little bit, and to have Markinen play more than two thirds of a season. Hmm. And Colby White is going to take you to the promised land, my man's. <laughs> oh, if he does, I will be hopping up and up and down Michigan Avenue. I will walk the entire way from where we are in Detroit all the way to Chicago. I'll go through the South Side if that happens, but I doubt it. You see that no, man's that, cheesy uh... ass grin when he was getting interviewed after he got drafted and finds out his teammate got drafted, and like they're showing him the clip, and he's just like he's just got this with it between his hair. And his eyes yeah, just go so straight nice. squint, and there's big ass cheesy ass grin going on. Yeah, that's a dude that loves his teammates. Yeah, it's the same look that I have from my from my dog. He has brain damage though, but it's really nice to see. You kind of look like Khaleesi. Uh, she does that weird cheesy ass grin. <laughs> oh, you mean before she murders everyone? Yes. Mm. Which he might do the same. <laughs> well. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that stat graphic? They posted a couple of years ago, but it was like Larry Bird, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, uh, some some other like all time great player, and then like Daddy is young, and it was like the most obscure stats. It was like fifteen point nine uh, points, yes. like three point nine rebounds, like four point whatever assist on this field goal percentage. The only five players to ever do it. Mm-hmm. It was Magic Bird, Michael, LeBron, and Thad Young. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good company. It was, it was beautiful because it, it was just so like specific and targeted. I loved it. I saw one today that more has been spent in this free agency than every NBA franchise is worth sans the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Warriors. <laughs> 
Case. Over two and a half billion dollars has been spent in this free agency. Well, yeah, I mean, does that count like the contract extensions? I guess. I think it would have for to, guys, right? For guys like Ben Simmons, like Chris Stops. Yeah, I mean, I would think you'd they weren't free agents, that two point five billion mark. But they each got over, you know, $150 million. Hmm. Dylan, do you understand it's, it's, it's why Kevin Durant cheese. is making $22 million more than Kyrie when they're both getting max deals? Uh, I won't ever decide to see the logic in what the Nets are doing, so no. No, but forget that. What? Do you understand why? If they're both getting max deals, they're both four-year deals, why is Durant's max allowed to be two, $22 million more than Kyrie's? I told you, 10-year vet. Listen to me. I I believe you. I want to know if Dylan has any other insight to it. (laughs) Why would I have more insight than the expert himself? If that's what Ryan says, I'm going with his Because he's not sure. That's what he thinks. I'm going to trust Ryan on this one. There ain't no (laughs) way I'm I'm on a front and pretend. It'd be the same thing as if he he asked me what what Iowa's football field was named after. He'd go with what answer I give. Or or who who named the podcast. Ah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I did. I did, and I will. I did it. I'll be throwing up. Sp- it, I'll be thr- throwing up Spooderman spoilers if you want to contest that. So, <laughs> no, no, not saying another word. Right, there we, there we go. That's what I thought. Yeah, if you so you make less if you're only in the league for six years. If you're in the league for seven to nine years, you make a little bit more. And then if you're in the league for ten years, you're eligible for the full match. Ah, you get tenure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boom! Look at that. See, I knew Ryan was right. Ten you get tenure year, for ten, ten year. years in the NBA. All right. Well, mixed throughout all of these ridiculous names and numbers that we've heard, there were a couple more low-key ones. Kristaps Porzingis agreed to a five-year deal to stay with the Mass for 158 million, like we thought he would when he first went there, because there was that big question mark of would he sign a long contract, and he said he would. Well, he stuck to his word. Five years, 158 mil. Jamal Murray getting a five-year, $170 million contract Damn from Denver, straight. which I think is the largest in their, in their history. Harrison Barnes. Stupid. Harrison Barnes is getting a four-year, $85 million contract with the Sacramento Kings. Oh, speaking of, did you all Man. see the quote from Patrick Beverly? <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Which one? He's been talking a bit. Okay, so he, signed, he re-signed with the Clippers. And he right. said that he received a contract offer from Sacramento that was 10 mil more. And he's like, there's a reason that I'm going back to L.A. <laughs> yeah, he don't want to live in Cowtown. Understandable. Oh, man. Sometimes location does matter in this sport. More so. It's just in the way the, they're uh, run. Like, good God, man. Oh, no, it's a, mix of, it's a mix of both. But you've been to Sacramento? No, I have. You'd rather be in L.A., trust me. Said uh, that... That song that The Rock sang on WWE about Sacramento. <laughs> In Sacramento. Can't wait to uh, come back when the Lakers beat the I Kings. I loved Hollywood healed Rock. He was fantastic. He was hilarious. Got some fat ass. That's just, that's just <laughs> marvelous. Probably watch that after this. Seth Curry going back to the Mavs. Yep, that was one of the names the Lakers were throwing out there to put around LeBron, getting some shooters around him, and that man got, got a him deal Jared from Dudley, Dallas. though, the two K sniper. He's with Dallas. What? Easy shot. Three years ago or two years ago? Uh, I th- I think it was three years ago. I'd say yeah. I'd be safe. He was definitely with them three years ago, maybe okay. two, because he was he was with them for a couple years and then went. Where did he go before Portland? 
He had to stop somewhere because he's he's had he's made some rounds already in his career. <laughs> I think he went from Dallas to Portland. Did he go right from Dallas to Portland? I thought there was a team in between. I'm pretty sure. Nope. It was all the years before. Memphis, Cleveland, Golden State, Phoenix, Sac, Dallas for two years, Portland this year. Cleveland? Okay. When the hell did Seth Curry play for the Cavs? Hmm. Um, the same year he played for Golden State. So in one year, he went from Memphis to Cleveland. Oh. He was there for one game each. And then Golden State for oh. six games. I don't know if that counts. And then Phoenix for two games. And then Sac for 44, Dallas. So Portland was by far his, by far his uh, best year. Yeah, I remember him on Sacramento. That's the first team I remember him on. But that's because he played like four total games before that. Dylan, shut up. We ain't seen it yet. We can't talk to you about Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, but I'm watching a video on it right now, man. I It's so good. I can't do this. I can't do this more than a day. I can't. It's oh, you're gonna have to. I'm going. I think I'm going in the morning on the Fourth of July. Oh, years. Well, that morning, the audience will be not as not crazy. Perfect. I think I'll probably I'll probably go tomorrow night or maybe like tomorrow afternoon. It's just oh, I'll tell you one thing. I had this movie pegged so good, like I I had it right down to a T. When the first trailer launched, I'm like. That's what's going to happen, and I was right. Love when that happens. I know, and you know what else? It's so good. Predictable. I want to talk about it. <coughs> uh, no talking. We ain't seen it. Oh, my God. What an awful... Jesus. Oh, Enos Cantor to the Celtics. Another yeah, that should five, be interesting. Five million. That's, that's crazy. Well, they got to make sure he doesn't have to be deported back to Turkey. Yes, but how does Enos Cantor have a market and DeMarcus Cousins doesn't? Bring Enos DeMarcus Cantor Cousins here. off an Achilles and then followed up with a quad pop. I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed that DeMarcus Cousins played in the playoffs after after watching his quad roll up his leg. DeMarcus Cousins won 16 and 8 last year after a whole year off. I know. With some respect. Oh, I think it's crazy. I this is the I, I don't understand how there's no market for him. Like how no one has offered him anything worthwhile yet. Talk about the worst contract in free agency. Terry Rozier getting almost $20 million a year. Hey, you know, he's going to get his chance now. He's in Charlotte. Charlotte and Boston switching point guards. <laughs> that, that's crazy. How do you give him that? He oh, I mean, you know, the last time he was starting point guard, the Boston Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals. Jesus, that's a bad <clears throat> He was pretty good at Louisville. He wasn't good last year. He didn't get to start last year. It was Kyrie's dysfunctional squad. J.J. Brogdon. Vucevic getting $100 million to stay with the Magic. Kristaps, Clay, Kyrie, Kim. And then Kawhi. God, I hope he doesn't go to the Lakers. That'd be so sad. Who? Kawhi. Gee, you shut your mouth. Well, him and Boogie just go to the Clippers. Oh, man. You have your dynamic that deal would... there. I mean, who's the starting center there? Zubach. Yo, like, what you want him no for? joke. Him and Boogie go to the Clippers. The NBA is in a complete disarray. I have no idea who is winning a championship if that happens. Him like, no Boogie. joke. If they went to the Clippers and Boogie's healthy, like, how can you not put some money on the Clippers? And... The Lakers with LeBron and AD, and you know Houston with who they got, and Boston shit. Boston might still have a real squad with Kemba. 
The Lakers are kind of screwed if Kawhi doesn't pick them. Because the next best I guy mean, in free agency is probably DeMarcus Cousins and then, like, Marcus Morris. And then Nikola Mirotic decided he didn't want to play in the NBA. He's going to go to Barcelona. Man, that man is getting paid to go back to Barcelona. He gets to go home. Kelly Oubre still out there. Danny Green still out there. Darren Collison retired. <laughs> Jabari Parker still out there. Rondo. Well, I mean, look, there's still rumors that Iguodala is going to end up in L.A. That's a key bench player to have. So is Jared Dudley. <laughs> Ugh. Don't play with him in but 2K. They still, but they still need shooters. Sniper. You know, you still need shooters, and the Lakers don't have many of them right now. Kuzma's a good one inside of the arc. He needs to work on outside. You say they don't have many, they don't have many players right now. They have like two, well, but before AD gets there, they have two guys under contract. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? Like I'm, looking literally, at, their I'm whole, looking at five runs. Literally, on the court their right whole now. team. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, their whole team worked out the other day, and it was LeBron and Kuzma. <laughs> well, you know, they offered Rondo a one year contract to get him back. You told me you have 24 hours, just the minimum. <laughs> yeah, that was a. I, ho- I uh, hope he's saying, like, go, like, go F yourself. Like, what? So, so much disrespect. Like, so much unnecessary disrespect. It's Rondo. He's been dealing with that for years. And he's left everywhere he's been. Because he wasn't happy. He's happy playing with LeBron. He loved it last year. Until you, until you disrespect him and tell him you have 24 hours to make a decision. Like, or what? I know, really? Like, I, that's what the funny thing is. Like, or what? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. like, not who, who offer him again in a week when everyone right. else is gone now and you still need players? Like, oh, we Who's can't. Be we told him or what? Then you go ahead and get a, take Tim Frazier away from the Pistons. <laughs> Lakers are a mess. Still a mess. Even with the, the big stuff they've done so far, they're still a mess. I mean, Derek Rowe, man, Derek Rose was so good last year. It's such a good contract. I'm I'm hyped. I hope he stays healthy, man. I really do. That'd be fun as hell to watch. I just hope but he's healthy. Again, at, same with with a, LA. Detroit like still needs shooters. You know, Derek Rose, you know, is a scorer. He's not a great shooter. Up to his up to his three point percentage last year. Still not good, but he upped it. <laughs> Baby steps. All right, so where do you think Kawhi's ending up? I don't care. I I I think he'll go to the Lakers. I don't want him to, uh, but that's right. That's right. I think he goes. I've, I've detached myself enough from the situation that when he makes the stupid ass decision to go to L.A., it won't hurt me. Now, hang on. Is that just the Lakers, or are you okay? Or you're mad if he goes to the Clippers too? If he goes anywhere other than Toronto, I'm going to be supremely upset. Jimmer! Uh, I just, I just hey, Jimmer Fredette signing. Oh, there he is. Oh, I forgot he he did sign with the Warriors. I, did, I just saw Jimmer Fredette laced up. He's out there for the Warriors. I already told you, Steph right. needed some sh- some shooting tips. <laughs> Jimmer, Fred, Jimmer Fredette in Summer League. He's been in the NBA for like eight years. No, but he's actually only been in the NBA for like 65 days. <laughs> He's been a professional for a bunch of years. Maybe the oldest guy on the court. Maybe not, because Darius Morris was on the summer league team too. That was crazy when you when you put that list up, and there's that one dude who's like my age, and he's a rookie. I'm like, what? How are you a rookie at 37 years old? <laughs> <laughs> like, this play. ain't baseball. <laughs> this ain't hockey. Like, oh, we just found this dude in the middle of Russia. He knows how to like skate. And- Andre Ingram, one of the best Lakers of all time. 
<laughs> Splashing threes in his debut. Notable teams. Jazz signed Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier. Why would you sign either of those players? Yo, That's Jazz are making moves man. in this West. All right? Not, you got Ed yeah. Davis. <laughs> Jazz are still bad. You got... Not, they're not it, bad, uh, but they're not... Not both. I don't know. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not serious contenders. Yes. Um, yeah. Bo, yeah. Bo, Bojan Bogdanovic. Oh yeah, Bojan. Yeah. Scooped him he got up. Paid a lot. He's scooped up Ed Davis. Ed Davis is not a bad player. Never panned out to be what people would hope he would be, but he's not a bad player. He'll he'll you know he'll fill up the stat sheet for you. Fill it up with what? Just rebounds? Nah, he'll get you twelve points. Has Ed Davis ever scored 12 points in his life? <laughs> so, yeah, he's a walking double-double. Who said that the other day? It wasn't, was it Udonis Haslam who said that? I'm a walking double-double. Well, Ed Davis said, is a walking double-double? And he's double, had double? three double-doubles in the last, like, four years. Yeah, he put out, I think it was, like, an Instagram post, and it was like, most people will retire at my age because he's old as shit. It's like, most people will retire... Not, but his best that's year why, was that's, that's why you're a weak, and I'm strong minded because I know I'm a walking double double. Hey, he got ten point seven rebounds in 2013. <laughs> you Asim? No, Ed Davis or Ed Davis <laughs> in 2013. Six years ago. <laughs> yeah, but the man only plays. I mean, look, the man the man hasn't topped twenty minutes per game since 2016. Weird. That probably tells you what you need to know about him. No, it doesn't, because the man shoots damn near 60% for his career. So the man's not missing shots from two-point range. Just give him more minutes. Give him That's some more buckets. That's because all the shots are right on the – all the shots are off offensive rebounds. You're not running a play for Ed Davis. No, I wasn't saying you were. I mean, unless it's like the shot, the shot clock's about to run out and he accidentally has the ball. <laughs> that's, that's not running a play for Ed Davis. As please hit the rim, so maybe you yourself can get the offensive rebound. I'm just saying he's not a bad player. He just hasn't had a lot of minutes over the you know entire uh-huh. career. This though, the Heat were trying to get Bradley Beal too, but I don't think they can with their caps though. That'd be Man, a, so a media contender in the East. Who the hell the Heat got besides Jimmy Buckets? Dragic. They got uh, Adebayo. Okay, next. Bam. Big Bam. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Who else? They got uh, Winslow. Next, he's basically Stanley Johnson. Oh, he's better than Stanley, although I'm not as high on him as Paul loves Justice Winslow. I don't know why. But I literally thought they were the same Michigan. kind of player. Yeah, he didn't. He went to Duke. <laughs> That's because he wanted to draft him over uh, over Stanley. And over Devin Booker, but wasn't he? Dra- wasn't it Winslow drafted before Stanley Johnson? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, he was drafted. He was the, he was the pick after, and then I think Devin Booker was the pick after that. Shut up. I think Winslow yeah. went nine, and then yeah. Booker went ten. Yep, that was right. Yeah, we passed on them both. We did. We did. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that doesn't. Who's Miami got? Why would Jimmy Butler go to Miami? Sunshine Strip or whatever the hell. Really, the man really just wants to be on South Beach, huh? Well, in ten years he won't be able to, but yeah. 
Well, get it while you can before the water rises. Yeah, before That's the right. city disappears. Becomes the new Atlantis. Yeah, the refugee crisis in Tallahassee. Jimmy Butler and the, <laughs> and the Tallahassee Heat. <laughs> Everyone's... After they after, after moved, forced relocation. Moved up to Jacksonville. <laughs> the, everybody's talking about how Miami needs to rebrand as the, the Vice thing, you know? And my thought is they need to rebrand as the refugees because they are not going to have an arena by 2030. I'm about to check out Miami's roster. Let's see who they do have. I literally don't. Oh, they got uh, they got my man's Tyler Hero. Yeah. What are the players on this roster? So they have Ryan Anderson. They still have Drogic. Um, James Johnson. Two. Who else? If this would get out of my face, please. Oh, they got Myers they Leonard. Ha- How is Haslam still on this team? Dion Waiters they have. That's right. Waiters Island, baby. <laughs> Kelly Olenek. Duncan Robinson. Kendrick Nunn, my man's that went to Oakland. Myers Leonard. So you want to know like, some... Like, this is your squad. You, you want to know some whole shit? to go to, Jimmy Butler. I mean, Myers Leonard is good. No, this squad is going to... Ryan, you see this squad winning more than 42 games? Uh, no, probably right around... Right around just know. over 500, right? Around right? There. Yeah, but that's Why would you go 42. <laughs> like, you were so tired of playing with losing squads. That was your whole thing. You, with Chicago and then Minnesota, you were not happy with the way the teams were. They were not winning. They weren't doing well. You went to a team that was winning and was doing well, and now you're going back to another team that has not won in a while. So it's the final year of Drogic's contract, which is about $20 million. And then I can't imagine that Ryan Anderson, who's also making like $20 million, is on the books for that much longer. <coughs> I mean, is but it, the only, I think the big time, the big free agents next year are uh, one's Draymond. I don't know who the other is. Draymond's a dumbass if he goes anywhere with stays at Golden State. I mean, they might not want to max him out. I think they will. I think they should because I love him. But they must say you no, know Draymond. Okay, so that's fine. You know, there's going to be names coming in next year, but it's you know he's, I mean, he's now once again unquestionably the man on his team. There's no argument about who it is. It's Jimmy Butler now. You know, it's not Goran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely Butler. So, I mean, but, is that it? Nah, he just wants to be the man again? But, the, you know, usually when that's the case, you're not on a good team. He's a good player, but he's not, you know, he's not a top 10 player in the NBA. So if you're not a top 10 I player mean, probably, in the NBA and you're the unquestioned man, your team's generally not that good. I mean, I know he's got a, a great relationship with D. Wade. Yeah, he's probably talked to who him ain't, about. Who hey, ain't there no more? He's retired. Hey, <laughs> how, how does how does the front office? You know, how do they operate? How do they treat you? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you got and Pat Dwayne Riley. Probably sold them on the front office, so. right? Pat Riley, Spolstra. It's really all right. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's a and, you it's know, Juwan Howard's gone. They got that cancer out of there. That's right. <laughs> start landing, start landing big names as soon as he leaves, and Michigan starts losing big names as soon as he arrives. It's crazy. <laughs> Like no one wants to play for him on either level. <laughs> you want to know some ho shit though? So 
know uh, Travis Bader from Oakland? Mm-hmm. So he's on the Spurs Summer League team. Right. And today was his birthday, and they tweeted out, like, hey, happy birthday to Summer League, da-da-da. And then, so I'm watching the Summer League game. It's Spurs and Grizzlies, because I thought John Morant was going to play, and he didn't. But I was like, whatever, I still get to see Bader. It's all cool. They sat this man on the bench the entire game on his birthday in the Summer League. And most of the game, they're up by, like, 15 to 20 points. What kind of whole shit is that? You can't let him, you can't let him give five minutes? <laughs> In, like, your opening or second summer league game? This is so trash. You know, tweet that. You know, tweet about his birthday. Say, hey, birthday. Not let him play. Sit your ass on the bench. (laughs) Not like it matters. Like, what's he doing for five to ten minutes on the court? I mean, how much damage is he really doing? (laughs) None. And if he does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's summer league. And it's not even that. It's the first game of summer league. I don't know. I was disappointed. There's some ho shit. Spurs are fall. <laughs> well, I mean, Awful look, it's his own fault. He was European. They had to let him play. That's why they're free falling. <laughs> they had no loyalty. That's why Kawhi left you. He's <laughs> tired of your mistreatment over summer league greats. Man, I heard something the other day that saying like that. There's no one out there that has a bad thing to say about Kawhi Leonard. And I was like, hold up, there's an entire city <laughs> that has a whole bunch of bad shit to say about Kawhi Leonard. San Antonio like, is still bitter about all that. Their fans are still bitter at Kawhi Leonard for all that. So don't be saying that this man is like the NBA's freaking angel, because <laughs> while Canada loves him and a lot of of us out there that don't care because he's not on our team, but there's a spurned city out there that is not a fan of his anymore. Like his teammates were talking shit when he was still there and just sitting out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm uh, sure ADs <laughs> were doing the same thing last year in New Orleans. Yeah. Kawhi's did it publicly though. <laughs> well, they weren't scared. <laughs> no, that's because they were also, I mean, they were all older. I think mm-hmm. it was, I think it was Parker and Manu mm-hmm. who came out and it was like, yeah, we don't like this. <laughs> He's uh. He's got to think of the team or some shit. I think even Popovich said some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Some of that coded, like, Kawhi's not a leader. He should be with his language. They're like, yeah, the doctors cleared him. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, that, that whole thing is still yeah, so, there's, so bizarre. Yeah, there's nothing to do like that with AD. But did you see, uh, what's, was it after the draft or after the trade? It was after the trade. So, the last game of the year, Anthony Davis wore a that's all, folks. Mm-hmm. Shirt. Yep. And then after they traded him, Elvin Gentry said, that's a haul, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful pettiness. I'm here for mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. And nobody does like the NBA. But you know, like coaches get involved, that's... That's the best part. Mm-hmm. That's a haul, folks. Now, you imagine, like, I guess Peyton Manning can get away with it. But, like, the NFL, like, you just wouldn't see that. Like, it gets... Unless you get, you're... You get shut down, fined, and, like, taken off the air. Yeah, uh, If you play for the Steelers, you know, you know your quarterback's going to come out and call you a bitch. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's like and that's what that's what AB should have wore like the last game, just a shirt that said "That's all, folks" at the Cincinnati game. 
You should have wore a shirt that said like "I believe her" or something. <laughs> Show him what's up. Just come right at Ben Roethlisberger. Perfect. I believe her. I mean, that's what is it, Shaq did that with Kobe. Uh, yeah. Said, uh, what she said, uh, Shaq, like not working hard in practice is a distraction. Then <laughs> what Shaq say, Kobe missing practice to go to court for rape is a distraction. It's like, oh. Like, God damn, Shaq. And then Kobe came right back out and got Shaq in a whole bunch of trouble with his then-wife. He was D'Angelo Russell. He was just following the Lakers' tradition. <laughs> Ryan, did you did you ever see that uh, that troll celebration I told you about earlier? Which one? Yeah, the little uh, tea sipping. Alex Morgan, yeah, sipping the teacup after the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet that wasn't Dylan, the only thing you did wish you watch? were sipping. Are you going to watch? Are you going to watch on Sunday? Gross. When the U.S. women's national team goes for their Absolutely third not. chance at winning the World Cup? Not even. Trying to defend their championship? Not even Third close. chance in a row no, for the World Cup final. It's not going to happen. What do you mean no? I How do, do you mean care. no? I do not How do care you not care? Soccer. I just don't. How do you not care? It's because we're good, right? If they sucked like the men, you'd actually care? Ah, uh, that is a loaded Ooh. statement, number one, but oh, also... Oh, he missed it, though. Uh, no. But your bandwagon is full of sucky teams. That's why I'm wondering, like, if they'd suck, you'd actually watch. You'd actually care. But because they've been the best in the business for 20-plus years... That's not... But that doesn't help me at all. That's not it. I just don't... I have no interest in women's soccer at all. How? How? How how is this you of all people? How is this your stance? Where is Claire? What is she? Can she hear you talking like this right now about women's sports? She don't care. She understands. It is tease what it tease. Look, what's important? What's important is that Christian Polishik was just tearing shit up for a while there. No, that's not important right now. What's important right now is the women getting a chance to once again prove they are the best in the world at what they do. That doesn't mean much to me, I'll be honest. And are now just awaiting the winner of the Netherlands and Sweden, who pulled a great upset over Germany, who are number two in the world. Oh my god. (laughs) We took down our original overlords, England... Who cares? He'll Look. watch Michigan State win six games, but he won't watch United <laughs> States women win the gold. I will, I will scream at the top of my lungs at uh, at Mark D'Antonio not running a competent offense. But you ask me to watch good women's soccer, no, thank you. Now the reason I'll be for real with you. The reason why is because I don't. I don't know the players. Like, I'm not going to pretend to, like, understand the analysis or anything like that. Like, you don't know any of the players. No, I'm not talking about our side. I'm talking about, like, part of the reason I love watching the World Cup is because I know all these players because they play in Prem. They play in La Liga. Like, I see these guys all the time because I watch club soccer. There is no club soccer for women's at all so why would i care when i don't know anybody outside the american teams whether they're good or not national soccer league now okay but but think about this think about this if the united states were to play against brazil the men's and and they were to play and they were to beat them i know exactly how important that win is i know the players i know brazil's track record i know all of that regardless Mm -hmm. of 
anything else, I uh, like whether the U.S. is good or not or what have you, I know context. And when I have none, I have no interest. It's the same thing as college baseball. I don't doubt I would love and enjoy watching college baseball, but I don't have context Gross. because I'm not a Michigan fan and pretend <laughs> like for a month I actually give a shit about the Michigan State ba- fo- uh, baseball a chance. team. To take down the Wolverines. I love it. But it's true. That was the most laughable thing I have ever seen. Was all these Michigan people pretending to care about college baseball. You don't have the context. You don't know anything about the sport at all. Nor do I. And I don't pretend like I do. So stop it. But what about country pride, Dylan? Oh, wait. Never mind. I forgot who I was talking to. Wait, country pride, country pride. Oh, oh, so patriotism and nationalism, huh? I got no, a word. I got no, a no, word no, no, for no. that. No, not national. No, I was not talking about patriotism or nationalism. I am yeah, talking about pride in your country being That's the bullshit. best in the world in nope. your country. Men, nope. country women nope. at their game. Nope. The U.S. is far too vast for me to sit there and be proud of California's accomplishments as a Michigander. That's stupid. They ain't all from California. Okay, buddy. But that doesn't look. Everybody, oh man, the national pride and oh America. That's overrated as hell. I don't care at all. I just don't. I care about watching the U.S. in men's because I want to see good soccer in general because that means the MLS is going to be better. That's honestly my strongest motive. You're missing out on great soccer because England and the U.S. just put on a great game. Uh, but okay, here's another thing. It'd be the sa- but it'd be the same thing as saying like a women's college, like a women's NCAA tournament. Oh, that game came down to the wire. That's awesome. But if I watched the game, I bet I would cry. Like I bet I would be hurting inside seeing how that game is played. Because I know for a fact that the way that the women defend nowhere near the same as how men do on the national stage. It's not even close. Partially because the defense in the back four are half the size of what they are in, so- in for the men. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but they're going up against similar size attackers. But that's it's scaling like down. That's like what? I mean, it's not scaling. I mean, it's scaling down in the sense of size of people, but it's not about ability on the field. Okay. Look, you can sell it as hard as you want, and I appreciate it because you usually have a hard time giving women any rights or anything. So that I'm happy is for not you. Not true. I'm so, I'm Blasphemous, happy for you. Slanderous I, comments. I mean, look, I get that you were like, "Hey, women, you know, they have the right to vote. They don't need to be paid equal." But I'm glad that you're giving them equal attention when it comes to your viewership. So <laughs> I think these women you. should be paid more than their male counterparts. Oh man. Well, that's a that's a turn heel for you, and I'm and I'm proud of you for it. Everybody can grow. Good job, man. Proud of you. You make my head hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna love talking Olympics with you in the, in the summer when those. Oh are hell no! What? <laughs> the Olympics are even worse. Oh my oh, god. god! The Olympics are so dumb, and they're, they're also damaging to the country that hosts it. Like, there's so many problems with the Olympics, and chief well, among don't them. Don't send it to third world countries. No, dude. Even don't first put a bid in countries. if your country is not ready to. Yeah. Don't put it in Brazil. Don't put it in Sochi. Don't put it in these places that can't withstand after they leave. 
put it in places that have been withstanding and enduring for generations and are not going to be worried about hosting the Olympics and how is the economy going to handle it afterwards. You do realize that put American real countries places. are doing that, right? That Amer- Or cities, I should say. American cities do not want... Los Angeles is fine. They did it in 84. Oh, They're fine. Oh, oh, you mean Salt Lake City years ago? Did it recently for the Winter Games. They're fine. Vancouver did it. They're fine. Mm. Okay, man. I'm sorry, is London having issues after hosting the Olympics? Yes, they actually were. What what issues? I mean, okay. Their economy dropped, to... people stopped touring, no one right. went to London anymore? You want facts, I'm going <laughs> to look them up. <laughs> no, they aren't ghost towns no, and, a, and a strain no. on the economy okay, like no. it has been in Sochi no, 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 or no, has been in Rio. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Legacy, what legacy? This is a direct headline from The Guardian. Legacy? What legacy? Five years on, the London Olympic Park battle still rages. Family-friendly utopia or part-privatized nightmare? Revitalized wasteland or monument to social cleansing? The story didn't end once the games were over. I'll read the whole thing if you want to try to just no, no, no. paint this broad I don't need the whole thing. Brush. Get to the point. You that, threw nice big that, that words out there that more, sell headlines. But what is going political on that is so like, drastic? It's the Olympics' fault. The problem is <laughs> whenever like you have this sucks. influx, primarily... They are housed, these arenas, in places that are more impoverished than elsewhere. You're not going to sit there and have a new... Let's say that, in theory, Detroit were to host the event, right? (laughs) They're not... I mean, right. But I'm just saying... Rocket Mortgage Olympics. If Detroit were to host the event, though, they're not going to put a brand new stadium in Bloomfield. They're not going to put it in Birmingham. They're going to put it... In Back to the, Auburn Hills, baby. They're going to put it in the outskirts of Pontiac. They will put it in Dilapidated Land, Detroit. And then you will have people who will work there in awful conditions, just like what's happening in Qatar for the World Cup. Any of these sort of major events are never prepared for accurately. And when they are, it's like gentrification, but it's way worse because it's concentrated to a very short period. Brazil, I mean, there's so much literature on what happened in Brazil. I feel like I'm not adding anything to the conversation because no, but it's Brazil's so... A, Brazil's a different animal. They've had their own issues but for every long country, time But every country and every city has an area that is going to be taken advantage of for cheap labor and or cheap real estate. And then what happens in every circumstance of this, including the United States and in also in Canada, which what happened in Montreal, you have these areas that were made for the Olympics. And once they are gone, they are wasted taxpayer money, people being moved and geographically displaced. It's all gone. And for what? To host an event that was a month long. And then after that, it's nothing. It's like Burning Man. It shows up in the desert and it just disappears just like it had before and the place is still arid and it's still a wasteland. The so Olympics we host have them always in done Wyoming. It. It's already a wasteland or, or North Dakota. Your recommendation of that is obviously joking cuz that would never happen. So I that's that's all I got to say because the Olymp- I mean and also it should be banned. It should be over with. They should end the Olympics. Yes. 
The <laughs> oldest worldwide game. Oh, uh, here, world here we go. Here we go. Catering to nostalgia like it's relevant now. Totally. Why don't we bring back beepers? Those really help people out in business once upon a time. We've surpassed beepers. Huh. It's almost like we have surpassed the World Cup as well. And, and actually, World Cup in all sports and in the Olympics. But we haven't. There okay. are billions of people who turn in for the Olympics. So we obviously haven't gotten past it because the world still watches. Except for the Nagano games and CBS in the 98 because those are terrible. But when NBC hosts it, everyone watches. I can't believe you hate the Olympics as a whole. I mean, I can, but Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I said my sense on it. It's very concise my feelings so so do you think the women are going to win on sunday and win the world cup i don't care <laughs> you see jason statham kick the bottle cap off dude this is so dumb the internet <laughs> you see uh heather you see heather park do it mm-hmm. no I, I thought it was dumb until i saw jason statham do it i'm like okay i'm here for this now i want to see what other celebrities try and do this <laughs> it's like uh, they're just running out of viral shit to do. It's so dumb. I'm surprised the mannequin challenge stopped. That shit was great. Mannequin had a, challenge. Had a, yeah, had a soundtrack and everything to it. What is? What are you? What are you speaking of, old man? What are you talking about? You don't remember the mannequin challenge? No, I do not. Ryan, help me here, please. You know the mannequin challenge. I know it of was, it. I don't know it what it started is. with like. Which people but no, like, are like got around to like action like, while camera films. Yeah, was used for you never, like it got like like seriously you got whole like like professional sports teams like doing this shit. Oh, I do remember. Ryan, what was the one that was started by the the Maryland basketball team? And they like they started it like in like a grocery store. One of them was buying something, and they threw on like that uh that end of the 90s hip-hop song, and then everyone started doing it and, like, shuffling oh, through it. Oh, like, like the Running Man challenge? Yeah, but it wasn't actually the Running Man. It was, like, the new version, which was, like, a shuffle. <laughs> yeah, this one. That, that was hilarious for all the people that got involved in it. Like, the UConn women's team got involved, like, after winning the national championship and brought the trophy in for it. That that is going up on the socials on Facebook.com Sports Carnage Podcast. Hey, throw throw up a throw up a poll on there which was better, the mannequin challenge or the uh, running man challenge. Running and throw up an example <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. You throw that up there so you can see what our fans all vote right, if right, they all vote. Alright, alright, hold Which on. challenge they like better. <laughs> Look, all I gotta say is everybody this weekend see far from home. And if you don't on next week's podcast, I'm spoiling it for everyone. Oh, I will see it before next week. Uh, you better. Yeah, knowing Paul, he's not going to get it done until, you know, four weeks and another leak in his house. And then he has to move places again. And then he gets four more cats. That'll probably be when he does it. <laughs> he's still into his cuts, dude. No, he has not no. done his MF and cuts. It's tragic. I'm pretty sure mine wins by default at this point. I, see, that's the shit part, is that if he did his job, I would actually be able to make a good product. But you are correct, because at this point, it's had so much hype and it's so overlong, it's just lukewarm at this point. He has made it unsubstantial. 
just like every Detroit franchise. They just stayed too long with the same players. Nothing ever happened. It got overhyped, and then it died a tragic, pathetic death, just like the University of Michigan program, where they just want to live in the past. They never want to make any changes or any cuts, and it sucks for everyone. And then I have to hear about it every day about why they're still okay without all the changes. Awesome. Never misses an opportunity. I love it. Uh, all right. Good night. Ed, Ed Monkey Ball. <laughs> bye bye. Good night. Paul, do your cuts. That's it.